yeah. Starts from the top. That's okay. a good. Is that that just really cool. Let's start. Let's get going. <laughs> okay. Well, Okay, Hi, my name is Jennifer. I'm from the Central Coast. I'm a first generation, first year student at UCSC studying environmental sciences. Hi, my name is Maddie. I'm from a small coastal town in Northern California, but I currently live in Santa Cruz and I'm a fourth year at UCSC studying environmental studies. Hello, my name is Maya. I'm a fourth year film and digital media environmental studies double major. I'm originally from Sacramento, but I currently reside in Santa Cruz. Yeah, you got it. Getting ready to go to Osaflaco usually means putting on a jacket, grabbing old Converse shoes, and grabbing my journal. And then getting into that mindset of trying to find an adventure that day and trying to escape. And usually the drive there is pretty calm. There's usually a, a series of long roads that I have to take before getting to the dead end where it's at. And on every drive, I usually pass a small town called Guadalupe, California. It's about 7,000 people. And one of my best friends, lives there so I really like that small town <laughs> and it's surrounded by at least a five mile radius of agricultural fields of different veggies like broccoli lettuce cabbage and they're all like in perfectly aligned unison rows surrounding the town and like mentioned before there are several long dusty rows at Litos of Flaco which is a freshwater lake located at a dead end right after Guadalupe and in between Oceano and Napomo, California. On this dirt road, which is really smack in the middle of the rows of lettuce plants ready to be picked, it's always been really intriguing to me because it's really squished in between these calculated aligned rows. For example, imagine flying in an airplane and looking down and seeing like almost a grid of fields. That's basically where also Flaco's at. And then it really contrasts to Oso Flaco's entrance, which is everything but perfectly calculated. I usually park right outside to avoid the parking fee, and then I walk through the white gate and onto the pavement path that's encased in the arcway of trees and shrubs. And this section is my favorite, although it's not specifically my sit spot, it's really one of my favorite because it contrasts the uniformity of the rows of veggies seen right outside and it lets the trees grow wildly and unruly and it's really nature at its most natural, <laughs> I guess. And I can tell that there's not much of an emphasis on the maintenance here, it's really just a pathway and then everything else just letting go and doing their thing and it really makes it like a whole nother world inside my own world. This path continues and it leads to a crossroads and there's two options. There's an option to walk a mile and a half bridge to the beach or on the right side of the trail where there are tall to a reed surrounding the lake portion where I've spent most of my time so far. 
these two components of the space here on the Central Coast are really what caught my attention. And I say two, but really there's three. The fields, the lake, the beach, all within walking distance of each other. And it's really a diverse part of the Central Coast. And I live in the neighboring community and I lived there my whole life. And I never really saw it to be such a natural place. I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of fields where, you know, my parents work at. So it's, it's been eye-opening, to say the least, about, you know, where I grew up. Like, I always wanted to move out. It's like, that's the goal. And having to shelter in place has really forced me to open my eyes to what's here nearby. Because it's more than I gave it credit for before. And when I began to journal for this podcast, I really didn't have an objective or what I wanted to do here. But I was and still am really drawn to this section of the Central Coast. Throughout this year, I've spent most of my time at home in my room. And this project of making this podcast has really challenged me to go outside and be observant of my surroundings. And these surroundings, like I've said before... I've talked a lot of crap about (laughs) when I was growing up, and I really hope this journey into this nook of the Central Coast resonates with you and invites you out into the organized chaos that is also Flocker Lake. Now that you've been acquainted with Jennifer and Oso Flocka Lake, let's head back north to Santa Cruz County. I'd like to introduce you to a hidden gem located near UC Santa Cruz. It's a place on a bit of a need-to-know basis. You'd probably never know it exists unless you live in the nearby neighborhoods or frequent the adjacent walking trail, in which case you might catch that same first glimpse through the fence and follow the same trail as I did to discover my sit spot. My sit spot is a piece of land that is sort of sandwiched in between this residential neighborhood area and Coolidge Drive, which is located at the base of UC Santa Cruz campus. And the way I found this sit spot was actually accidental. I kind of just stumbled upon it while I was on a walk. A lizard. Of course, I was looking for a new sit spot, but I didn't know exactly where I was going or what kind of place I was looking for, and I I just squeezed myself through this hole in a fence and found a little trail that leads to like this kind of perch that looks over a pond below me, and then to the right, there's a little seating area with picnic tables that I think people in the neighborhood can use. And on the left, there's another area to hang out with picnic tables. And surrounding the pond, there are willow trees and some other species of trees and a bunch of houses. 
Um, so for my sit spot, I kind of have a bird's eye view of this whole area. And for the first couple times that I visited my sit spot, I didn't know what it was exactly. I had my suspicions that it was an old abandoned rock quarry of some kind, but I couldn't confirm it by just by looking at Google Maps. Um, there was no name for the pond or the area at all. It was just kind of this unmarked spot on the map. I was finally able to confirm, thanks to Alex, that this area is in fact an old quarry called Kalkar Quarry. Of course, I looked that up online as soon as I could because I had finally found out the name of my sit spot. <laughs> and I found out so much cool stuff including the fact that a bunch of rare minerals and crystals were extracted from this quarry and it was just so much fun to look into that and just all of a sudden have a whole new collection of questions to look into about my sit spot. I think what I'm most interested in is exploring the past uses of this natural space and how it has changed since it used to be a quarry and how people use it today. It just kind of goes to show how important community knowledge is and just communicating and sharing ideas with people around you and you just might surprise yourself and find out something that you didn't know before. So now, not only do I have a sit spot where I can come to sit down and observe and have some moments of peace and a place to clear my mind and get outside, but I also have this relationship with this natural space where I am inspired by my surroundings to ask these questions and I'm just excited to do more research and answer them and hopefully share them with other people who might find it interesting. Today I drove my car to Upper Campus. I parked behind the Crown Mural Apartments and got to hiking. I took a left on the paved trail from the parking lot. Redwood needles and twigs crunched beneath my feet. It's hypnotic here. Having grown up in Sacramento, the city of trees, I've always had a fascination with our tree friends. In Sacramento, I watched the trees transform the city into patchworks of red, yellow, and orange in the fall. Their skeletal frames form silhouettes against the winter sky. The cherry blossoms bloomed first to tell us it was spring. And in the summer, my family and I escaped the heat to camp in NorCal Forest. My cat even used to bring us flowers from our camellia tree. Trees are just so friendly. When I came to college in Santa Cruz, the trees here were something else. 
The redwoods mesmerized me. I find it captivating the way they rely on one another and grow in circles and reach for the sky. Walking beneath them calm me between classes. I've always found it so grounding that even trees who stand stubbornly rooted in the ground sway in the wind. They're so old. They've seen so much. They must know everything. For my sit-spot location, I decided to stay close to my home in Santa Cruz and venture up to campus. The following field recordings describe my spot. There is a huge redwood tree that has three different trunks merged into one big trunk, which is really cool. And there are a lot of other little trees around it. There's a manzanita and um, some other little baby redwoods. But this tree is pretty cool because it's on a hill and it looks like it gets a lot of sunlight. There are some other redwoods to the lower left of them and they're all grown in a circle. There's a tree near one of the big redwoods that grows sideways and curls. I've noticed a lot of spider webs on the ground and a lot of them still have ash from all the summer fires. At my location, you can hear the faint chirp of birds. There's a mountain bike trail that goes through my location, kind of zigzags down the hill. It's on a hill behind campus. A lot of the trees are redwoods, which is, I guess, expected. Something else I've noticed about my location, actually one of the reasons why I chose to come over here, is because I've noticed a lot of sticks built around the circle of redwoods in like the center of the hill. It almost looks like a dam, something like a beaver would build, but obviously it makes me think like, oh, we're students over here. Are people trying to build a fort? I'm not really sure, but it looks pretty cool. I definitely wonder how rain impacts this area as the seasons get wetter, just cause I'm sure it brings a lot of silt down towards the lower part of this area. Give the trees around you some extra love and appreciation. They do so much for our beautiful earth. Mm -hmm.